Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello there. Thank you so much for clicking on episode 28 of Disability After Dark. I am so excited that we've reached 28 episodes of this program. It means a great deal to me that we are listening to this kind of content, that we want to have these kind of conversations around sexuality and disability. It means a great deal to me that wherever you're listening, whether it be on your iPhone, your Android, your computer, however you're listening, you're listening to this content. That's great. I just think it's really, really important, and I can't thank you guys enough because I've never done a podcast where I've had 28 episodes. So this is amazing. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with joy, and I'm excited, and I'm happy, and I'm thrilled. I want to thank all of the, the Patreon pledgers who put their money down to support this content. Creating disability content in this current climate is really, is really hard. Finding a niche and a market to talk about disability content and to try to make it my living has, been, has not been easy, and I appreciate all the help I get. I want to thank Chris Sujuchi for creating this amazing backing track for this podcast. I want to thank all the people, people who have helped me make this go, who've looked at uh, my designs like Emily K. Gillis and Ryan Howe, who created my podcast art. I just want to thank all of you and let you know that I am more than thankful for all the stuff that we've done to make this podcast go. So with that in mind, let's get to the episode. So for episode 28, I've entitled it Cripplingus, Oral Sex and Disability, because I want to talk about oral sex. I love oral sex. I think it's such an important part of sexuality generally, but it becomes even more important when we talk about disability, at least I think it is. And I want to share with you some of my experiences around oral sex and why I think it's so great and some of the challenges of being a queer, crippled, disabled guy trying to give and get head. Um, And so this episode is going to be super, super raw, super real, super honest about my experiences with oral sex, and I um, hope you like it. So here it is, Crippolingus, oral sex and disability, right now on Disability After Dark. So this first slide, I've entitled Oral Sex and Disability, Deep Throating Me While Disabled. So the truth is, I love oral sex so much as a boy in a chair, and I refer to myself as a boy in a chair because there's something kind of sexy about it a little bit, I think. Um... But I love oral sex so much because I think it's one of the most sensual things that I that I can do with somebody and can be done to me. I I just think it's really, really sensual. It's so much more intimate, I believe, than just fucking somebody. And I think oral sex it just it allows you to connect with a partner on a whole different level and a whole different set of intimacy comes from that. I love giving and getting head as a disabled person, and I want to talk to you now about about 
getting head as a disabled person and what that means for me. I love getting head as a disabled person because my sexual organs, my cock and balls, are completely desexualized, usually in my in my day-to-day. They're touched a lot by care workers and people who I wouldn't really, really wish they were touching them, but they have to for my care. So every th- those whole areas of my body are completely desexualized in my day-to-day. So every time I get head or receive oral sex of any kind, it almost feels like the first time all over again. For once, it isn't a gloved hand. It's a nice warm mouth and somebody who who wants to be sensual as opposed to practical and very cold with the way they provide care. And I understand when you're caring for somebody, that's different. But I think when I finally get to experience those feelings of excitement when someone's giving you head, I think it's just a, it's a different, it's a nice way to have those particular organs resexualized. I like that somebody can take my cock and balls in their mouth and sexualize me in that way. It is a very, very emotional experience for me because it says to me that this, all of this stuff, all of my disability and all my things are okay. I'm going to do this with you because I want to and I want to sensualize your body. That's what that says to me. It's a big fucking deal for me to let you put my genitals in your mouth. I think it is for anybody, but I think when you're a disabled person and you're genitals and your sexuality has been so often mystified or denied to you, I think giving someone the, this access to give you head and to blow you is a big, big emotional deal. At least it is for me. It's a huge step towards I'm letting you into this experience with me. I love having a person, in my case, a male-identified person, open up my crippled, scissored legs and uncover my cock, ready to be sucked. I think there's something really, the visual I'm picturing is how many times I've been with a a lover where they've had to open up my legs to get at my genitals, to blow me. And I just think, you know, it's funny because my legs are so disabled and so crippled that, uh, you know, they are, and they're tight, they're really tight. So basically they're hard to unravel. So when you do and you get to the promised land of my dick, it's kind of really exciting for me, and it's always, I love the moment right after they've opened my legs and right about right as they're about to go down in there and, and, and suck my balls, basically, I'm being really candid on this episode, so, hey, um, when they're about to go down in there and suck my balls, I like when they kind of stop, and they're just about to put my dick in their mouth, and they kind of look up and they go, can I be doing this? And they have this weird glint in their eye that's like, I can't believe I'm about to blow that disabled guy. Okay. And it's this really awesome moment where you see them like, all right, well, this is hot anyway. I'm doing it. And it's such a cool moment and a mixture of like fear and excitement. It's amazing. It's really, really awesome. It's them telling themselves that just because this guy is disabled, this is okay. I can do this. And that in itself is a hugely political act. You choosing to blow the queer disabled guy and wanting to is a ginormous political act. So basically what I'm suggesting there is if you want to mess with the current climate politically and you want to make a big statement, come blow me. It's a huge deal to blow a queer disabled guy. It's a big, big political statement and I want to help you make it. So come unscissor my crippled legs and we'll see what happens. 
Getting Head is amazing, and I want to thank everybody who's gone down there with me and had that adventure with me and experienced that with me. Thank you so much for for being political with me in that way. Thanks a lot. I want to also talk about oral sex and disability. This For this next slide, I've entitled it Bobbing as a Boy in a Chair. Giving Head as a Disabled Person, I love it. I think Giving Head is great. I'm really, really well-versed with my mouth muscles. I'm really, really good with my mouth muscles because I can't walk, so I better know how to flap my gums in more ways than one. I'm <laughs> That was a really lame sex joke that I tried to make there about how I can't walk, but I can use my mouth. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm really good with my mouth muscles. But while I love giving head and, and giving somebody the pleasure of oral sex, I have found it slightly more challenging than I ever really considered it to be. Yes, my head is level to the crotch, which even I assume would make things that much easier, but there are other things to worry and contend with. And we're going to talk about those things right after some ads. Stay tuned, we're coming back to Crippolingus right here on Disability After Dark. Hello, my name is Kaylee Trace, and I am a sex educator and the author of Hot, Wet, and Shaking, How I Learned to Talk About Sex. I listen to Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carry sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Get free shipping at www.comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Let's shine a bright light on sex and disability together. Connect with me on Twitter at Andrew Gerza, that's A-N-D-R-E-W-G-U-R-Z-A, and use the hashtag DisabilityAfterDark. This episode of Disability After Dark is a handmade piece of crippled content created just for you. We record, edit, and produce each piece of this show to bring disability to you in a fresh, honest, and sexy way. Help us create more episodes and support crippled content creation by heading over to our Patreon page. That's www.patreon.com slash and pledging if you can. Your monthly pledge goes towards things like audio equipment, podcast hosting subscriptions, and everything we need to bring this disability-centered program to you. By pledging your support, you're showing that disability content has value, means something, and deserves a place in our media landscape. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And we're back. I want to thank our sponsor, Come As You Are, for helping us to make this podcast go. I really want to thank them for getting behind a podcast like this and willing to put their name on a brand like Disability After Dark. I really, really appreciate it. Everybody over there is great, and I hope you like that ad. Thanks. I also want to thank everybody who has done an ad for me and said that cool little thing where they said, Hi, my name is so-and-so. I listen to Disability After Dark, and I'm awesome. I want to thank all of you for that. That means a great deal to me, and it means that you support this content. So thank you so, so much. Back to our discussion on oral sex and disability. 
So, yeah, I thought that giving head would be kind of easy when I first started doing it because I was like, well, their crotch is right by my mouth. Of course I can give head. That's not a problem. They can just whip out their dick and I'll do it because I'm right there and I'm already sitting and I'm already in the perfect position to provide this kind of pleasure. Of course I can give somebody head. And I really thought that it would be way easier than it actually was. There was a whole bunch of other stuff I had to consider when I wanted to give somebody head as a boy in a chair. And, you know, I always felt that I had to be really good at giving oral sex because I felt like I had nothing else to offer. I couldn't fuck in cool positions. I couldn't do porn star moves. I couldn't I couldn't take you up against the wall and, and do things to you with my body. I mean, I can, but it, the, the, the whole way of looking at that wasn't necessarily the conventional way we think about it. Um, so I really felt like I had to be amazeballs. And there's totally a pun intended in there uh, at this. Or I would not be good at sex at all. I had to be the best at it because my body was so fucked up in so many other ways. I'm not the type A personality at all. I'm more like the type C personality, the type chill personality. I'm very relaxed, very laid back in my experience with the world because I have to be because of disability, I think. So I'm really like I'm not super concerned about accuracy or concerned about things being in order that never really was a big deal for me until I started sucking dick I guess when I started sucking dick I did become type A because I was very concerned that not only I do it well but I do it right I wanted to do it perfectly I had to give the best blowjob out there and now I'll admit I sometimes I've failed at this quite miserably, um, but I was really, really concerned with making sure that I was the best at this, and I think when I do, when it, when it comes to smoking pole, um, or bobbing as a boy in a chair, I wanted to be the best. Before I started actually giving head properly, I, uh, I had a fantasy of what giving head would look like for me, and I want to share with you kind of the difference between my fantasy and the reality. So let's talk about the fantasy that I had as a disabled guy giving somebody head. The fantastical idea of giving head as a disabled person is an extremely, again, political, an extremely romanticized act. The idea and the picture in my head that I've always carried with me when I think about giving somebody head is a really good looking guy straddling me, straddling the sides of my chair with his body, anchoring himself to me as part of a unit. With his cock at my eye level, this whole picture is really, really sexy. So close your eyes, especially if you're a wheelchair user and you're listening to this. Close your eyes and picture if you are a female-identified wheelchair user or a male-identified wheelchair user who likes men um, or a non-binary person who enjoys the company of men. Picture um, a good-looking man straddling you in your wheelchair. And you having total access to their cock and balls. With your, and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to move. There's no um, there's no access issues. They're right there for you. And it's totally yours for the taking. There's something completely romantic and sexy about that for me as a wheelchair user. That's just like the sexiest position somebody could be in. Because they're all yours. And you, you don't have to struggle for access there. Their cock and balls is right in front of you, and you can just take it and do what you want with it with your mouth. That's hot. 
Part of that fantasy is also me unbuttoning their jeans, then getting their cock out and putting my mouth to it, smelling it, smelling the musk, watching it grow in my mouth. This is a great fantasy and a fantasy that you you can tell I've obviously worked on in my brain for a while now and, and definitely had some thoughts about for a long time because I can really, honestly, I can picture that right now as I'm describing it to you. I can totally picture it. So you know that it's something that I've thought about for a long time. So I love this fantasy. It's one that I really think about quite often when I think about the kind of sex that I want to be having is sex like this uh but it is just a fantasy and there's a little bit more to it and the reality is a little bit different so if you've had your eyes closed while i was describing that and if you did that's okay because i know you thought of me giving you a great head that's fine and you should have done because i'm so hot no no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm total dork but um (laughs) so that's the fantasy version now let's talk about the actual reality of doing this act So, yeah, the picture of the reality of giving head as a disabled person looks a little bit different. So I want you to close your eyes again for just a minute and think, picture that scene again. So you have somebody really attractive. And I I was using man. I should be be a little bit more clear. It doesn't have to be a male-identified person. It can be a non-binary person. It can be a female-identified person. Whatever you want. I, I should make clear that I don't care who you're fantasizing about. Just picture yourself if you're a wheelchair user especially, sitting in your chair, and instead of the sexy version, picture that it's really fumbly, and it's a lot more spastic than you thought, and you're a little bit nervous, and your hands don't have fine motor skills, and there's all these issues you're having actually getting the job done. Um, the unbuttoning of the, of the person's jeans sounds hot until you realize that your spastic fingers can't actually open the jeans the way you want in the sexy way, and it will take a way longer time to actually get those jeans down than if the person just did it for you. So the whole fantasy of me unbuttoning the person's jeans is just that, a fantasy. Because I've tried a number of different times to unbutton somebody's jeans and been sorely, sorely um, mistaken at my own level of dexterity and realized that they should just do it because, wow, it's going to take forever for them to for me to actually do this for them um the first time that i ever gave somebody head i started mimicking what i had seen in porn uh but because i have spastic cerebral palsy there was nothing sexy about this so picture me trying to grab their penis their dick wet it and suck it while dealing with spastic cp and nerves and spasms and all these contractures and all these things that i was dealing with um, it was super challenging. It's still challenging even to this day. And I gave head a good 14 years ago now, and it's still super challenging for me to give head even now. Um, it's really, really hard because you have to deal with all these things. And when somebody with disabilities gets excited, and as you know, as I've said throughout this episode, I love giving head so much. So that excites me. So even when I'm excited in a good way, it means my body will decide to stop doing what I want it to do and will make it harder for me to do what I have to do to get this job done. Um, so it's like, how the hell do I multitask? How can I grab somebody's dick, suck them off, blow them gently, while also dealing with these spasms? How do I, how do, I do that? And that's something that I'm constantly fighting with my body about when I'm trying to, get, when I'm trying to suck someone's dick, is how do I do this? 
how do I manage this spasm right now and make it look sexy? Because there's there's this there's this image that we have of people giving blowjobs and this image from the person getting the blowjob is supposed to be this really sexy thing where you look down at your lover and they're, you know, softly caressing your balls or your or your parts or whatever part it is that we're talking about. They're they're down there getting it done and I, I can imagine that if you're an able-bodied person that I'm sleeping with, it's awkward to look down and see me fumbling for your dick, trying really hard to get it done. That can't be sexy. There's, I can't imagine that's a sexy image to look down on. Um, so it has definitely been a challenge. I can't tell you how many times the whole during the whole event of me trying to give this person oral sex and be really be really sexy at it in my goal of being the best crippled to give head ever um i am sitting there thinking oh my god body please please don't fail me now body please don't do this right now please 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 i beg of you body don't do this to me right now i'm basically chanting that in my head during the whole time that i'm trying to give head i'm chanting this mantra to myself in the hopes that i don't go spastic and do something crazy another big big part of the reality of of giving head when you are a person with disabilities and I'm going to use my disability as the marker here and explain why um, another major reality that you don't really think about when giving head as a person with CP severe CP like I have is that you tend to have to deal with a lot of gagging now not the sexy kind of porn gagging that we become all too accustomed to that we've seen in those films where you know the individual is like totally going down on that D and they're 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 gagging but in this really sexy like okay I'm gonna be a champ I'm gonna take your dick yeah I got this like I've watched a number of porn scenes where that's kind of the 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 scene is where that is like the person's supposed to gag in a sexy way and then come up for air and like spit on the dick a little bit and then go down again and, and like right and you know bob on that dick which I which is hot but when you have CP, like I do, I have what's called a moral response, which means that some of the primal responses that I that would go away for many of us when we're children after we've you know grown out of babyhood, I never got the chance to lose those. So one of the major responses that a lot of people with CP have still, especially CP like mine, is you have what's called the Moro gag response, which basically means that anything that you dislike that's going to go down your throat, you're going to gag. Anything that any anything that makes you uncomfortable, you may gag. Um, you might gag on your spittle. You might gag on your um, saliva. All these things might happen as part of CP, and that happens to me when I when something that I have in my mouth, I'm not comfortable or or if I'm too spastic, my tongue will do a thing where I'll gag a little bit. That's just sort of what happens. It's part of my experience with CP. Um, and so this has happened on a number of occasions when gentlemen callers of mine have wanted to put their dick in my mouth, and I've wanted them to, but then I've, ha I've, I've gagged quite a bit on their cock, which, again, and I, need, I, need, I need us to picture this. This is not the sexy porn star gagging. This is like okay, you're gagging and you're going to barf. Are you going to be okay? 
Stopping to make sure that your partner doesn't vom on your D can't at all be sexy, and I've had many, many men give me disappointing glances that I've gotten from them because they were like, seriously, why can't you do this? And, I mean, as a disabled person there, you kind of just feel really, you feel really inadequate because you're like, I can't suck your dick because I might barf. I'm so sorry. Like, it's really, it's so awkward, and it's not because you're feeling sick or because you don't like what's happening. It's because your CP body is telling you, nope, you're not going to do this. Um, And, I mean, it's really annoying for me to think that I might not be able to deep throw because I might barf all over you. The joys of disability just never end, do they? Am I right? My friend, disability blogger and activist Eva Sweeney wrote a great piece a few months ago called Getting and Giving Head When You're Disabled. I absolutely love how simple this piece is because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the puns. If you've ever read any of my pieces, it's all about um, double entendre, puns, and, and playful. But this article was so simply laid out, I just thought it was great. And I asked Eva if I could use this article for this piece. She said yes, and I appreciate her doing that. You should all look her up. She's an amazing activist, so look her up. Eva Sweeney, E-V-A-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. She's fantastic. Anyway, she wrote this great piece called Getting and Giving Head When You're Disabled. And in the piece, she discusses how oral sex may be the main event, given that disability issues can make things a little bit different. And I like that she mentions that, because most people, when you tell them that you've had... I I will tell people that that I've had sex. I've had both oral and anal sex. But for a long time, I only engage in oral sex and I considered that to be full-on sex and that's what I considered sex to be and when I told people that they would say to me oh you've only had oral well you haven't really had real sex Andrew you're still a virgin don't worry about that and I hate this so much because it erases all the other avenues that we as disabled people can go down to experience sexual pleasure when someone says to me oh you've just had oral that's not real sex I'm like yeah it is it totally is real sex because it is so don't diminish that for me. And I agree with her. I think sometimes when you're disabled, oral sex is all you get. So you better well fucking learn to enjoy it. And I certainly have. Even if there's a chance I might barf on you, I still enjoy what we're doing. In the piece, she also brings up something that I thought was really important. And that I, that I noted myself when I was doing research for this podcast. I noted that, and as she says in the piece, we have limited information on the subject. And I agree, this is so true, considering that when I typed the words oral sex and disability into Google, I got some really super ableist, crazy stuff that came up. Uh, One of the big things that I saw when I typed that into Google was a whole bunch of weird, fetishistic porn sites where the girl was in her chair and she had broken her leg and the guy's a nurse and anyway, it was really uncomfortable, like... She blows him in a wheelchair and it's super hot, kind of ableist crap. And I was like, wow, this is the stuff that people with disabilities are looking, are going to find when they're looking for information on oral sex to educate themselves or to just figure out how the fuck to do it for themselves. Um, And I felt that that was really problematic. I felt we needed more articles. We needed more information. We needed more lived experience discussions. Um, So if you are a disabled person having sex, 
having oral sex specifically and you want to talk about it and you have experiences that you want to put to paper or put on this podcast, let me know and we'll figure something out because I think we need to put more of these stories down for people to find. As fun as it is to find dirty, dirty porn like that, I think we need more practical and honest information that puts agency with people with disabilities over their sex lives like that. Eva also talks about the need to check in a lot during oral sex and kind of check with your partner to make sure you're okay, which in my case would be really useful if I'm about to, if I'm about to barf on you. Um, this is also completely true and right, but I haven't quite figured out how to check in with somebody when I'm trying to give them head or get head. I don't know how to do that effectively. I don't know how to stop the scene and say, hey, how does this feel? Is this okay? Every time I try to do that, I feel like I'm stop ruining the scene and stopping it. So if anybody who's given head as a disabled person has done this and has found a, sex, a sexy and effective way for themselves to, to do this check-in, please let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Tweet about it to me during the, the listening of this episode, and I'd love to hear about how uh, how you check in during oral sex. I mean, h- how do you check in with your mouthful? I'd love to know, so let me know. Lastly, Eva mentions positioning, and I have some really funny, cute, adorable stories about about positioning for oral sex as a person with disabilities. So, I think we all know my favorite oral sex position to give oral sex is when somebody's straddling my chair, because I think it, and let me explain why again, I think having the chair in the scene is really, really important and super critical, because it makes the disability part of the sex you're having, and I think that's completely necessary, and it's important for both partners to see the chair or whatever mobility device you're using as part of this experience to really integrate the disability into what's happening. Um, So that's why I think when a guy anchors himself between myself and the chair, it's really hard to give somebody head that way. Because in a way, my wheelchair is totally involved in the process. But my favorite and cutest position, I have two stories behind this. My favorite position is this. So recently, um, I and a couple years ago, this happened a couple years ago and recently. Recently I was with a partner who who, um, was super sweet and super kind. And I couldn't reach his, he, he was tall, couldn't reach his dick. So... I was trying to figure out how to suck his dick, and I wanted it to be really, again, sensual. I was type A about the D. I was type A about the D, and he said, well, why don't I stand up on a chair? Now, this is the second time that someone's done that. The first time I was in college, and this guy said, oh, you can't reach my dick. I'll stand up on a chair for you. And I fell in love with this person so hard right then because I was like, what? You're gonna, this is totally an access need. This is great. I was so excited by this possibility. And the same thing happened when it happened recently and the guy stood up on the chair. I just thought, wow, you really want this to work. And this is great. And it was just really sweet to see this kind of access for me to, for me to um, give somebody head. It was, it was really, really awesome. You may also think that 69 is a great position for me to give head in. It's actually really hard, 69. I don't think many of us like 69. Me as a disabled guy, not so much because... As much as I like having someone's body on my body, there's so much skin happening and so much like moving around happening and muffling of the mouth that I just kind of feel smothered when that happens. So if you ever get down with me and you want me to suck your dick and then you want to suck mine, don't suggest 69. We'll figure another way to do it together. Maybe another way that we can talk about on the podcast. 
If you have any cool positioning ideas for how to give or get head as a disabled person, let me know, and um, we'll talk about it. Tweet me, email me, come be a guest in the show and tell your story. But I hope you enjoyed Cripplingus. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, read my blogs or book me to bring disability to you, head over to www.andrewgerza.com. Also, if you're listening to this in iTunes, please rate and review us so more people can find the show. Copyright Notice This program was created and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations. Any and all materials, including graphics, music, and audio recordings are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. (laughs) 